remember that God is all there is. How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. And uh, I hope you are ready to say yes to spirit. I am. Did I come to the right place? I always say that. I've got to think of something new to say. But I really am today. I feel really good today. Oh, great. So, <laughs> that, all the other times I felt really bad. So I just wanted to point that out. Uh, yeah. So uh, that was Leslie, and I'm Tracy. <laughs> and um, first, I want to just welcome you to Say Yes to Spirit. I don't think we've ever aired at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday afternoon. True that. So there is a really good chance that we may have some listeners who are like, who are these people? (laughs) And what is this Say Yes to Spirit? So Say Yes to Spirit is a show that's been airing for two years. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. two years and a a couple of extra weeks. Oh, really? Last week of March. Wow. So, um, but we have never aired on Tuesdays at 2 o'clock Central Time in the afternoon. We are experimenting with some different times. So for the last year, we've been on on Saturday mornings, and for the first year of the show, we were on Monday mornings, and we've just made a commitment for to take a couple of months and try out some different time slots. So if you are joining us for the first time, I want to welcome you and encourage you, if you resonate with what we're talking about, to go to the archives where there are more than 100 shows that you can listen (laughs) to at your own leisure. Yay. So, Leslie, why don't you talk a little bit about how the show started, again, since we have new folks, and then we'll go into our regular format. How the show started, well, that's a serendipitous kind of conversation. We should talk about serendipity after I tell this story. I uh, lost my job in December of '09, and I'm a member of the Center for Spiritual Living at Dallas and involved in a Sangha group, which is a prayer circle. And um, a woman there in my prayer Sangha circle said to me, you need to get to know Tracy Brown. She owns her own business. She is a dynamic woman. She is successful. She is all spirit and all that. You should get to know Tracy Brown, Leslie Money. So I immediately put that on my list of things not to do because I have this real commitment not to do anything that could possibly be good for me. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I have to avoid Tracy Brown at all possible costs. I don't know who she is, but I have to avoid her. And then uh, within, like I would say, a month of that conversation, Tracy Brown showed up at a ritual at Center for Spiritual Living that I was at. And um, and then and she had no idea who <laughs> Leslie Moni was either. That's right, she did not know me. And then uh, you know it was a third person. I avoided her that uh, that night. I think I came up and introduced myself to you actually. Now that I think about it, and I said, "I'm Leslie Moni. I'm supposed to get to know you." And then I think I just kind of left it at that. Didn't really follow up on that connection. And then a third person, and things happen in threes. A random person at the church said, you need to get to know Tracy Brown. 
So then I followed up, and sure enough, she uh, had breakfast with me and um, has been a consistent source of sort of professional and spiritual mentorship in the last two years. And we got the the idea of the radio show came about. She knew about this thing called Blog Talk Radio. I never had heard of such a thing. I barely turned turn the computer on. But she um, helped design a website called God in My Day. And then it was talking about a radio show. And I said, well, let's do one. And I said, well, let's start it Monday. And I think she thought we were going to start it like in six months or something and plan and make sure you know we knew what we were doing. So we began that next Monday. And I love that because it just took off. And the, and the title of Say Yes to Spirit, that really is the commitment, I think, of how we both live our lives in terms of what is saying yes to spirit in this moment. And, and that really is a concept that resonated so deeply with both of us. And to enter into a, a, a spiritual and philosophical conversation each week to, to design a divine hour to just talk about random topics. And the topics are incredibly random. Uh, and incredibly spontaneous to really allow ourselves that freedom to dive into the inner wisdom that we all have when we just allow ourselves to ask the question, what would spirit do? What would it look like if I said yes to spirit? How would this experience play out? And and we know when we stop and ask, we know. Right. Most of the time we don't stop and ask. Right. So if you're curious, or if you were curious about, you know, what is the whole concept behind Say Yes to Spirit, that's a little bit of the history, and the concept is what Leslie just said. It's what would your life be like if you said yes to spirit? How does your life demonstrate that you say yes to spirit, and what does saying yes to spirit have to do with whatever is going on in your life? Um, so today, every week we have a theme, and today our theme is spiritual prototype, which is kind of scientific. Right, it's just kind of, um, yeah, one of those things, like what does that mean? Uh, sometimes last week our theme was peace, and um, we always start the show with making a connection or connecting the dots between last week's show and this week's show or last week's conversation and our current conversation. So, Leslie, who loves to do this. <laughs> I love routine, is what she means to say. I love routine. Yes, Leslie loves routine. Because I would not do this every yes. time. Yes. But um, but now it is a part of the show, so I would do it even if you were not Oh, wow. Present. Is that... In uh, honor. In honor. That's right. If I should... I should transition, you would carry on the tradition. No, no, that's a whole different thing. The, uh, <laughs> so because I know you'll be back on the show the next I'll week. I'll be listening to see if you yeah, did, right? Exactly. Okay, so connect the dots between inner peace or spiritual peace and spiritual prototype. See, when I sat down and saw the topic for today about 17 seconds ago, I, I had to ask Tracy what prototype meant. <laughs> so I don't know how to connect the dots. Spiritual prototype. I really don't even know what that means. <laughs> okay. so, so what does that mean? So if a prototype, prototype. is is an original form. Okay, see, I do okay. A prototype like uh, we, because we, you know, you'll hear folks in prayer a lot say the prototype for perfect health already exists. Or oh. the prototype for... Uh, joy and love already exists in divine mind, and so um, 
So prototype is an original or authentic or archetype. It is the foundation. It is the original form of whatever. I see. So if we had a, so we'll talk a little bit about the theme, and then you can connect the dots. <laughs> and I can be educated enough to talk uh, right. about that. Right. And then, uh, so what we'll talk about today is, um, from a spiritual perspective, what is the spiritual prototype for your life, or what is the spiritual prototype for the the way you are showing up? Or what is the spiritual, and it doesn't have to be a person, What's the spiritual, in fact, we'll talk a lot about this. What's the spiritual prototype of your home? Beside the building uh-huh. itself, the physical form of it, what does your home really represent? Oh, golly. Oh, golly. Okay, well, let me think. Now you just scared me because of the state of my home. But So spiritual prototype, spiritual prototype and peace, inner peace. I am now going to say to connect the dots to me would be that the the spiritual prototype I feel like is inner peace in my thinking, my initial thinking now of my own inner spiritual prototype, that that would be the origination, original, original painting, that the prototype would be the original painting that we then kind of make copies of, right? By defining prototype correctly? Well, kind of you could think of it like that. Something. But it's the foundation of what's behind it. So it's not so much that you make a copy of it, but it expresses or not. Ah, it expresses it. So within spiritual prototype would be something that comes out from the inner peace. Because we did talk a lot last week about the idea that this inner peace is simply present. Much like faith or love. And then it's a question of whether or not I access it and am aware of it versus living, you know, outside of it in my humanness. And so then I would say that as an expression then, as that definition, spiritual prototype would then be how my inner peace is one way that my inner peace would be expressed. Yes. Is that good? Is that good? Am I following the concepts? I don't know. I really need affirmation. Oh. I need an amen. Amen. <laughs> if that's what you need, that's what you Thank you. Thank you. That's all I got for connect the dots. Is it? So it is hard to connect the dots. Okay, that's it's good. It's a topic yeah. that you're not. I don't understand. Right. <laughs> but thank goodness I'm here because you know and. And so the other thing that if you're listening to us for the first time, the other thing that you should know is that... Leslie's not really that stupid. Oh, well, yeah, you should know that too. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you should know that what you get a chance to do as a listener to the show, whether you're listening live or by recording, is that you really do get to eavesdrop on a conversation that is happening in real time and, um, you know, some shows you listen to, people are like, oh, we're the experts. <laughs> and we are, you know, you need to listen to us because we're going to tell you oh, the God. way you should live your life. And our show is like not quite the exact opposite of that, but it's all about us sharing just our real experience in real time and what we've experienced and what we've learned to get you to think about what is your experience 
and what have you learned? And really, just the just the um, this just the commitment to spending the time to ponder is really transformational. You know, we all have the inner wisdom. Again, the question is, are we stopping? Are we pondering? Are we having some sort of contemplative time, or are we just you know moving at a, at a pace without really stopping? So this is a this is a wonderful way to stop and think. Live a conscious hour as you ponder the idea of spiritual prototype. Great. So that's our Connect the Dots. We really want to welcome you to the show today. We're going to take a little one-minute break. And go grab a cup of tea or some water or your beverage of choice and um, come back in a minute and join us as we talk more about spiritual prototype on Say Yes to Spirit. This is Say Yes to Spirit with Tracy and Leslie, encouraging you on your spiritual path. Every week we have a theme on the show, and this week the theme is spiritual prototype. What is the prototype? A prototype is an original idea of any form. So what do you think of as your spiritual prototype? Right before the break, I love that Leslie talked about one of the best things about this show is that for at least one hour every week, we kind of ponder life from a spiritual perspective, standing in a place of of spirituality and looking at life and seeing, right. you know, how they're connected and where we're missing the connections that are right there existing for us. And it reminded me of uh, a comment that my sister has gotten about her book. So... For those of you who are not regular listeners, my sister, uh, my sister's first book was published um, at the end of last year, end of December, early January. Yes, big, big deal. Big deal. And um, what's the name of it? Okay, so Leslie's getting the facial expression, and I was hoping she wouldn't ask me the name of it because I was blanking right at that moment. Oh, that's just and, and what did she do? She asked me. What's the name <laughs> it was of the it. next obvious thing to say. The name of the book is "Today I Was Tired." Uh, oh, and it's love a it. collection it of poems and journal entries uh, based on my sister's experience as a female, as a woman minister as female clergy for the past 30 years. Oh, wow. And um, But the 
And at the end of almost every entry in the book, she has a section called Brood and Ponder. Ah, Brood Brood and Ponder. And she either, you know, she either asks, two or three questions for you to think about. Right. Or she, you know, shares some summary information for you to think about related to the key point in the previous poem or the, you know, previous two or three pages. And last week she shared with me that someone who had read the book gave her some feedback that for them the best part of the book was the brood and ponder ah. because they would read what she wrote, but then when they got to brood and ponder, they really stopped and connected it with their own yes. life yes. and what it meant to them. Yes. So when you said, yeah, this this is an hour we commit to every week to ponder mm-hmm. the important stuff that we often don't think about because we're so busy living our lives. Right. And I have spent so much of my life looking for someone else and spending money to have someone else tell me what to do. Show me the way. Write it down. Give me a book. Give me an assignment. I'll complete that. And, you know, there's an amazing amount of wisdom out there, obviously, and certainly a lot of it is just, you know, truth being shared by truth being shared by truth. But, you know, the real connection to it comes when I stop and connect within. And I think for years and years and years, for whatever reason, I have really avoided that like the plague, to stop and connect with the inner source of wisdom that exists. And so this um, this oh, is really oh. good for me for a, you know, once a week to slow my little ADD self, my little... My little, uh, you know, my little uh, hands out, reaching out, looking for somebody to give me the answer. So I like stopping myself. It's very good for me. So thanks for providing this forum for me to be helped. I appreciate it. <laughs> so spiritual prototype is a prototype of the original idea of any form. Uh, one of the things that we did in a class last week was uh, talking about spiritual prototype. We we had we went through a little exercise. And actually let's just do the exercise. Oh let's do because our, our listeners our okay. listeners would right. be really great for the exercise. So imagine right in front of you is a full scale model, you know, two scale model of a brand new car, a brand new car that you would buy that you would love to have, and just imagine that it is sitting right in front of you, and picture it, you know, and if you're sitting and you have paper and you want to jot down some notes, feel free to do that, but what, you know, what, how would you describe it, tell, you know, think of everything that is related to that brand new car how you would describe it, what elements are a part of it, what it looks like, um, why it's your brand new car, just everything you can think of about that brand new car.
I'm hoping by now you have a really clear and well-defined image with all of that locked into your brain or if you have notes that you're looking at the notes. Now, I want you to take away everything that's in your description of this car that is related to time and space but especially related to time. So now your car has no odometer. You don't think about how fast the car drives. If that was on your list, I see, I, that's my new car, and it gets from zero to 60 miles an hour in 3.9 seconds. That's gone. Anything related to time. And now remove or take away anything on your list that relates to form, physical form, material form, the chrome. Does that mean the shape itself? Anything that's physical form, the chrome, the well, metal. the car, wouldn't it? I was really deep into my meditation, and you said that, and I'm like, okay, I don't. I, could you just go back? Okay. The form. Anything the related form. to the form, the physicalness of the car, the lights, the seats, nice leather seats in my car. And then the question is, what's left? Now you can talk, Leslie. There's nothing left when I took away the form. This car went away. I did it wrong, didn't I? <laughs> no. What's left is the spiritual prototype of your car. So, if you have no form, but you're really clear that you have a brand new car that you are creating, what is left? It may be for the convertible. I know it's a convertible. Is that what's left? That's form. That's form. So why is it a convertible? What I is like it? convertible. Okay, and what is it that you like about convertible? I like like it. I like that the the air is there. I can have the air in my head. Mhm. Mm so you want a car? In your spiritual prototype, it must be a car where the air can. Yes. Fly through your hair. Yeah. In your head, but through your hair. In my hair, right. What else is it that is important about your brand new car? That is has nothing to do with form. How you feel about it, what you expect to to feel or experience in this car, brand new car. So the color would be form. Color is form. So we had all kinds of examples that came up when we did this in class wow. where people were like, well, okay, so the form is gone, but I know that my brand new car, and people were saying things like, well, my brand new car is going to be sexy. It's ah. going to be attention-getting. It ah. is a car that is a luxury car. It is a car that it that gets really good mileage. Oh. It is a car that so they they just got away from brand, make, model, 
color, all of those things that we think of in the physical form. And really, you know, the spiritual prototype became, what's the experience I'm going to get from this car? And, yeah, that's the reason that I, that I have in my mind that I want the Toyota Prius because it's important to me that my car be fuel efficient or it's important to me that my car is um, in the top five rated cars by consumers' reports. So that's the spiritual prototype. What is it that goes beyond space, time, and form? And what is the real experience of it? So the way that's different, sometimes we talk about, and we've talked about on the show about mental equivalence. But mental equivalence, you actually have the picture usually of the form that yes. it's going to take. Uh, or, you know, it may not be the exact person, but it's someone right. like this person. Right. And so the vision I have is someone who looks like that. But if I went to the spiritual prototype, I wouldn't have a necessarily a picture of a person or a specific car. I would know that up underneath that, it's the experience that I'm looking for or the qualities or characteristics of spirit that I'm looking for. So when we say that, this brings up really an interesting philosophical question that I've always wondered about because... Um, there's two in my line of thinking or my experience of how I've heard people talk about the law of attraction or the thinking that my thoughts create my experience mm -hmm. and so therefore, you know, change my thoughts, change my life. That there's this seems to be this um philosophy of uh pray for the highest good, pray for, you know, um, lots of, you know, uh, 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 manifesting great prosperity, but being very kind of, for lack of a better word, God's will, not like God's will, but, you know, to have this highest good, use me, do through me, be through me kind of God that I don't define what I'm asking for. I'm just asking to be in my Christ consciousness every minute of every moment and just express that, period, end of story. And then there seems to be this grouping of people that I hear talk about, you know, you need to ask for a red bike. And if you want, or, you know, you need to find out what, what do you want first, a red bike with spokes and a blue handlebar and, you know, a banana seat. Where did I come up with that? That's like an old bike, isn't it, with a banana seat? Yeah. <laughs> so, so there seems to me to be two kind of opposing philosophies in terms of this law of attraction kind of idea and what I'm hearing now maybe is this spiritual prototype is more of the open ended I just want the you know, the feeling of the car, the experience of the car. It could be a Saab, it could be a Mercedes, it could be a Porsche, but I'm not defining the form. See and I've always thought that those people were more spiritual, the people that didn't didn't define the form. <laughs> you know, I just have to have a hierarchy. I want to be on the more spiritual people side, right? That's my idea. So I, I can't resist saying if you were on the more spiritual people side, then you wouldn't have to have sides. Oh, <laughs> deep. 
face there around. Would, there really wouldn't be signs oh, right. in the camp with the ultimate mystical. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There are no signs. There is no hierarchy. There is no opposition. So really, the I like the those two different um, approaches. Yes. That you describe, whether it's prayer or meditation or setting goals or whatever. They're not really in opposition. You use them at different ah, times. See, that? I knew you were going to have something smart like that to say. Okay, so it's a both and kind of thing. Yeah, you, you, but you you should be consciously choosing which one you're using. So, for example, I am very clear that my first choice for my next new car <laughs> is a Mercedes 500 SL. Or a 550. Oh, you know the form. I know the form, and I know that that's what I want to have as my next car. So I am more likely to do an affirmation or to do a prayer or a treatment when I get ready to go for a new car. Right. Which right now I love my car, the car I have, but the next car that I want, if I were doing it now, would be a five. 50 or 500 SL, and then I would be, you know, black or red or white. So I know that's what I want. Okay. And part of it is, I guess, I could say I want a car that is a two-seater, has a hard-top convertible, but that's still form, right? Uh-huh. So I'm clear what I want. I can be specific, and I should be specific. Oh, okay. I'm not going to be happy with the Lexus hardtop convertible. Got it. So for me to just say I want to drive a convertible, or you know, it's like that's not true. I'm not going to be happy with the Crossfire convertible. I want that particular car. So in that case, because I know that. Because you know that. Because you know that going in. Right. Then yes, that okay. I should be specific. Moving to a new home, I don't know specifically where I want to live. Oh, okay. I don't know specifically what I want in the building itself, in the design oh. of the building, because I can drive around you know, neighborhoods and I can see 10 different neighborhoods that I love, and I can drive around neighborhoods and I can see the two-story, large, Italian villa-style mini-mansion that is amazing, and I can see myself living there. And I can be down by Turtle Creek and see, you know, the tall, high-rise condo. Oh, right. And think, you know, I could, I would love to have a two-bedroom condo in one of those buildings near downtown and have services. You know, it's like I like a lot of things. Uh-huh. So for me, then, to go to the spiritual prototype of I want to live in a home where I'm surrounded by beautiful art that I love and where I feel comfortable, I feel like I can be myself, I'm sharing my home with someone I love and who loves me, I can talk about the experience experience of it and create the spiritual prototype and know that that's going to come to me and I just don't know what it's going to look like. I see. So that's more open at the top. That's more the experience of it Uh without giving a lot of specifics 
that it's got to be four bedrooms, three baths, two story, tile roof, you know. And and there was a time in my life where I would tick those things off. Uh huh. But right now, I don't really know. But I know the experience I want to have. So. So based on what you know going into doing a treatment or setting an affirmation determines whether or not you're going to set a prototype or you're going to, or you're going to be specific. Well, if you're talking about prayer and affirmation, yes. But everything has a spiritual prototype. So each one of us, which is the question that was on the on the top of the show, if a prototype is the original idea of any form, what's your personal spiritual prototype? You know, you're living out your experience of life in form and in time and space, but what is it that really, you know, if I followed you around with a video camera for five days, 24 hours a day for five or seven days, and I didn't know you, and I just watched it, I'd be able to say, oh, well, this is what she executes. This is how she shows up in the world. That's her spiritual prototype. That's what she's living out. Oh, I see. That's By my what behavior. she's living out. I could watch you and then know and go back to that. Um, and, and so spiritual prototype. Now, this is where it gets confusing, at least for me. Oh, we're lost if you're confused. <laughs> I mean, where it gets confusing <laughs> is I could video you, videotape you, and I could say really how you, okay, let me back up. Let me take, change what I just said. I could watch how you're behaving, and I could describe what you are putting out in the world. Yes. But in reality, I know the spiritual prototype is perfection and is spirit. So, right. let, yeah, let me go back. Let me reword that. Just let me take all of that back. <laughs> rewind the tape. See? Spiritual wisdom comes through. Spiritual, right. He's saying it out loud and listening to Yeah, myself. that's it's cool. Like, no, that's Good not for correct. you. Good for you. Right. The spiritual prototype, you know, how I have on the back of my, of my um, business card, you were made in the spiritual image and likeness of the creator, your essence is joy, love, peace, balance, creativity, prosperity, wholeness, abundance, beauty, wisdom, harmony, and wellness. This is who you really are. That is the spiritual prototype for who you are. Now, you may not live that out in form. The form may not reflect that every day because as human beings we have free will and we don't always live at our highest and best. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But the prototype, that exists within within every one of us uh-huh. is the combination of all those qualities of God, their presence ready to express through us. So therefore, what you might see on that videotape might not reflect the truth of who I am if I am not living in alignment with the truth of who I am. If I'm manifesting, you know, financial difficulty or relationship challenges or some sort of physical dis-ease, then uh, that would be an incongruency or a disconnect from my authentic spiritual prototype. Is 
that what you're saying? I, yeah, I'm saying that. Um, and, you know, it's really interesting because it, it triggers two things that we talk about fairly regularly. One thing, when we do affirmative prayer, when we do a treatment, we're in the realization step of saying this is the truth of this person, this right. is what I know to be really true, we're talking about their spiritual prototype. Okay, I can see that. We are. And, th- I mean, that's really what it is. It's like this is what I know to be true, at true. the true essential nature of me or the true essential nature of this person is as God created him or her. And that is the spiritual prototype. But what my day-to-day activities represent is my conscious and subconscious belief about my prototype. It's more like my humanly decided prototype. You know, it reflects my fears. It reflects what I believe is possible or not possible. My daily behavior reflects you know, not so much even who I want to be, but who I've decided I am. Right. Based on whatever happened when I was three years old or 25 years old or 45 years old. So. So if we said yes to spirit, then we would be aligning ourselves with our spiritual prototype. Yes. That would be a method to re realign if I'm getting out of alignment, right? Yes. Yes. Because like inner peace last week, when we talked about peace and the peace that passes all understanding, and we talked about um, how peace as a quality of God is always present. It's always available to us. It's always right around us and inside of us. But for whatever reason, we choose drama. Come on. Yeah, we choose something other than peace, but we believe, we have a false belief that we have to act in a certain way or that if we'll get more attention if we, you know, create a scene. Right. And so that's what our behavior reflects, the human prototype, the human belief about what we need to do. And if the... And it would be been it would be possible then to be living in that spiritual prototype as our default if we're continuously kind of realigning with the truth of who we are. Yeah, the spiritual prototype would become more and more our expression. So the spiritual prototype can take form. The spiritual, yeah. <laughs> the spiritual prototype. I thought I had it. Yeah. No, I'm 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 agreeing. Yeah. Oh, I'm okay. just saying it a little differently. Okay. The spiritual prototype from that form gets created. I see. Um, the prototype is always the prototype. So it's like when you just a few minutes ago referred to Christ consciousness. Yes. If I'm living in Christ consciousness, I am reflecting the spiritual prototype in what I do and what I say. Oh, I see. Right. But I think I was hesitating in thinking about what you said because the spiritual prototype simply exists. And so when you, I think you said it takes form. It takes form, right. And it's like the spiritual prototype just is. It I doesn't see. do anything. But what do we do? 
in our choices do we create something that reflects that spiritual prototype or do we create something that doesn't? Okay, but the spiritual so prototype is still there. So it doesn't necessarily become the form. Right. It stays the essence that lives within the form. Oh, yes. I love the way that you said There we that. go. I think I've got it, mind you. And that would, be a, that would be very close to a good Thomas Troward accent. Oh, uh, really? Is he in English? Well, he is. Uh, he was... In the English and Indian oh. of Indian and English, you know the British, oh, wow, the yeah. British control of India. Yes. So he lived a lot of his life in England and a lot more of his life in India, and so I think he was born in India and educated in England. And what was his life years? Did we see a die in time frame that I might? Have lived, or is he an old, old, ancient, ancient wise person? Ah, so Thomas Troward, who is he? He <laughs> lived in the late 1800s, oh. early 1900s. Okay. And he is the person whose who's lectures on mental science and how the universe works, are, he is the one from whom Ernest Holmes got all of his stuff about the law. I mean, about yeah about the law and how the universal principles work and interact with human mind and spiritual mind. So he's the one who originated all of what we talk about in science of mind as the law. Oh, interesting. And Lord. yes, and um, and so he's known as a metaphysician, a mental scientist, and a philosopher. And he did a series of lectures in the early 1900s wow. that impressed so many people for, who un, began to understand universal law and universal principles, spirit, universal spiritual principles in a whole different way. That now that's now he's quoted a lot. Wow. So he was so a he poor British accent, yes. I see. And um, and anyone who's listening, who's read Ernest Holmes and thinks that Ernest Holmes writes long sentences, like a a sentence that's three paragraphs long, that's hard to digest, they then just know that if you found Ernest Holmes difficult in that regard. He also got that from Thomas Troy. Really? Oh, wow. I think it's something about the early 1920s that philosophers just wrote that way. And so is Troward a spiritual man? I'm not sure I understand that question. Did he have a, a spiritual belief system? You're looking at me like I have three heads. Well, I'm looking at you like I'm really not. Well, I okay. Here's why I'm not understanding the question. I'm not understanding the question because, as we talk about on this show, everybody has a spiritual. Everybody is spiritual at some level. If you're asking me like, was he a minister or something like that? No. If he was um, a judge or a magistrate or something like that. 
And there's very little really written about his personal life okay. because when he wrote this philosophy uh-huh. about how the mind works and did this series of lectures, he had had his full career. He was probably in his seven, six, oh, wow. probably in his 60s, okay. which people did not live to live to be, you know, 90 or 100 in 1900. So um, he was much older. He had already, you know, had a successful career and then said, you know, I'm, I'm studying the Bible. I'm studying this other, you know, these other things, and I'm just seeing this is how it all works. So he studied ah, everything okay. he could find, and then he it said, he said, this is what makes sense. This is how all of this works, all these different texts from all these different places, and said, you know, boom, and he did eight lectures. That was and it. in those eight lectures, it gave you how the world, how the universe and spiritual law works. Wow. And did he die, or did he... Only have eight. Did he die? Well, I mean, did he, did yes, he, he die? Died. Before <laughs> That's good. Now, so he wasn't no, like coming. He's still alive yeah, right now today. But he, did he die no, before no. he could do number nine, or no. there was no number nine to do? There was no number nine. He, he was did the lectures, and then he did another series of lectures a uh, little while later. Oh, okay. That was not the same number. It was... Um, I don't know how many the Doré lectures followed, and um, and then he, you know, he didn't like die in the middle of that either. Interesting. So he got to complete his his bantering before he. So he was the guy that came up with the term spiritual prototype, or just that comes as a natural outpouring from his work. So I have no idea. That's interesting. I mean, I've seen it in other things. I think it's a phrase that just takes prototype, which is, you know, a word in the vocabulary, and relates it to spiritual parents. I don't think he created that term, although I don't know if anyone used it before him. It was just a juxtaposition of words. So when we talk about, um, when we say yes to spirit, we are saying yes. Right. To the prototype of perfect expression of God, perfect expression of who we really are. The challenge, of course, is we're human, and so we don't. As we started the show talking about, <laughs> we're so busy doing what we do, we don't consciously stop and go, "Oh, if I do that, am I saying yes to spirit?" Right. If I do that, will I be reflecting? that perfect prototype of spiritual being. And if I say yes to that, am I right. a spiritual being having a human experience or am I a human being playing at being spiritual? <laughs> or worship a human being being human. Oh, my gosh, that's where I don't want to be. That's where I spend some time. <laughs> If I had a, uh, one of the things we try to do as well in terms of understanding how to implement some of the things in terms of changing, really making a difference in our lives, because, again, I think a lot of um, the, you know, 
12 step programs will say, say, you know, walk the walk, don't just talk the talk, because there is a bunch of philosophy out there and there's a bunch of ways to banter about it, but how do I take it to that inner level of experiencing it and really being able to practice it comes through spiritual practices and how to, um, you know, what kind of spiritual practices would connect me to my spiritual prototype. Let me ask you again for clarification. Are we saying, in our infinite wisdom, are we saying that spiritual prototype is always there? Yes. Okay. It always exists. It is whatever is beneath whatever we see or experience. So when the spiritual prototype for my car be in essence the same thing as a spiritual prototype for my home? That must be a good question. It caused you to pause. Now it caused me to pause to think, now I know Leslie well enough, what might she really be asking? <laughs> is, it, is, it just, is it just one thing? Is it like peace? No. No. <coughs> no. So the spirit, well, just like for a human being, the spiritual prototype for you is not just peace. It is all of those qualities that are the essential nature of who you are. That's your spiritual prototype as a human being. Um, the spiritual prototype for your life might be different than mine because that's when we start overlaying what is it that we want to get from that experience of life. So with your spiritual prototype for your car, you know, it's going to be what What do you want? I mean, what is it that you're wanting? It just is coming in the form of a car. Your home would be different for a relationship. It would be different. You define what are the spiritual or experiential qualities that you want to experience through that, through interacting or engaging with that person or that thing. So the prototype is kind of a pool that I can pick. I'm getting way right. too specific, aren't I? Yeah, you are. I need okay. to see it. I need to see it to understand it. So that's the pro- that's the process of the human brain wanting to figure it out. Right. I'll feel better if I can understand it. Okay. Yeah. But all I have to know is that it exists. It is. It is. And I have access to it. And in fact, in the in the world of that we live in, you actually define it. Ooh. Okay. So it is. It is my creative. So as a human being, generically, there is a spiritual prototype that has been created by God. But if I say, you know, when I'm choosing my career, when I'm choosing, you know, thinking about who I want to be and how I want to be in the world, I am actually creating a spiritual prototype of I want to make a difference, I want to make a positive difference, I want to help, you know, we 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 can think of people we know who would say, um, I want to be a leader and help people find themselves, their connection with spirit, and they end up being a minister as their vocation. Right. And that's not, or a minister or a spiritual teacher, or, you know, if that's not an accident. They are living in Christ consciousness. They are living 
who they are, but they've also had some direction about how, you know, the spiritual prototype of their career choice. Right. And where they live and how they show up. So, so Reverend Beatrice, yes, you know, she my spiritual teacher. Yes, she has more than likely a spiritual prototype underlying some of what she does. That is about being of service and teaching and living in a place that is, you know, calm and no drama and blah blah blah. You right. can describe a lot of things that are not forms. Right. And. Where is she? She's not in Maine. Maine, yeah. Okay, so Maine may not have been in her on her list, right? But the spiritual prototype of the kind of life she wanted to have, oh, I got her to Maine. I see. So if we stay true to the to our innermost truth, our physical. Our physical experience may look different than what we thought. Like I might think, you know, that my 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 spiritual essence, you know, is to, um, you know, heal people through laughter. Exactly. So I might think that that looks like A, B, and C. And if I really commit to that, just as a as a prototype to heal people through laughter. Then you might find I get X, Y, and Z a year from now, but it's okay because it's right. you might think the way that that looks is so I'm going to be a stand-up comedian, right? And it's a rough business, but you know it's really kind of my way of being in the world in order to bring laughter to others that really pleases me, and I get what I need out of that. So I will deal with the clubs and the you know all whatever is in the environment. Right. But the other, the reality is, if your, you know, if your spiritual prototype is really to bring more laughter into the world, you also could end up being the star of a sitcom on TV, going to a set every week and bringing laughter to the world, or you could end up in India and be someone who is the founder of Laughter Yoga, bringing laughter to the world. So. Mm-hmm. It's a good example of what we talked about earlier, that if you if you put form to it, the universe is going to say yes. And when you are really, really clear that's exactly the way for you or what you want, there's nothing wrong with that. But there's also it's also really important to understand what is it I'm trying to get from that. So if someone says, I just want to be a stand-up comedian, it's like, you know, you could interview ten stand-up comedians, and they're doing it for different reasons. Right. Somebody wants to bring laughter in the world. Somebody else grew up seeing Richard Pryor on TV and thinks, oh, I'll be a celebrity and I can make a lot of money. Yeah. And that's what their their spiritual prototype is. It's about being really wealthy and being really well-known. Right. And they just happen to feel... They have a talent or, a sk- or can develop the skill to make people laugh. Or someone else might be a comedian because, a stand-up comedian because they feel their family is so messed up. They have all these stories and their friends <laughs> always laugh and it's a part of their psychological healing of right. a emotionally traumatic growing up. Right. And then when that's healed, they go off and do something else. Right. So, the, so you could have 10 
comments. Uh-huh. Kingdom comments. And there's the spiritual prototype that's underlying what we see in form is different for each one of them. Interesting. Now, beneath that, absolutely, there is a generic spiritual prototype that says you are a child of God and you have access to all of these per- this perfection. But, you know, then we have human will and human Layers, form. Right, right. And so we then place, as you said, kind of a pick and choose of what we want to show up and express in our lives. And it really is about staying conscious of what I'm, what I'm, what my mind is doing. I think you know, as a spiritual prototype, am I, am I staying in a in a stance of saying yes to spirit, or staying in an awareness of the essence of I am that I am, or am I kind of just going along in a familiar pattern and not really thinking much during the day. I know one of the spiritual practices that we talked about about a month ago now is setting some sort of timer or doing something each hour to remind or reconnect ourselves to our spiritual program. And I think that, you know, that's another way of doing, you know, being aware of the spiritual prototype is another way of drawing my attention back to what is. Absolutely, that is true. Um, and, you know, it is a little bit of an abstract philosophical concept. I like it, though. Um, and we do that every so often, and um, you just never know when you tune in to say yes to spirit, because we never know. Right. We never know where we're going to go, or which direction, um, how deeply we'll go, and whether it'll be philosophical or practical. We simply pick some topics and then show up. Exactly right, and it's really it's a fascinating process. I really encourage everyone to do it in their own world with their own friends or their own community or their own blog or whatever method of which people can stop and on their own thoughts. And that's what we do in every episode of Say Yes to Spirit. So again, if this is your first time being exposed to us, I hope you'll join us again or go in the archives and. Find a show topic that interests you um, and listen to it, and then I hope you'll join us again. Uh, for the next few weeks, we will be moving the show around a little bit, so please just look for us on Block Talk Radio YTS to see when the next show is scheduled. Right now, we are scheduled for the next show for the topic to be justice. Justice! Oh! Oh, nice topic. Yep. Uh, And then we are creating the next four to six show topics. So if you have a topic to suggest to us, just let us know. We will put it in the mix, and then we can have a topic that interests you specifically. So that's it for this week's show. And until we connect once again, say yes Yes to the spirit.